0: hey it's craig from revolution radio this is just a reminder can you hit that subscribe button that way you never miss a new episode of canadian af thanks so much for listening to revolution radio and enjoy this podcast check one two check one two (laughs) hey everyone uh welcome <laughs> canadian af that song still just it, it's trippy i gotta find another one i really do I you wrote that like though, didn't you no, no no it's got
1: so, nothing <laughs> to it. no see okay so you're a liar then because you said sorry chris we're gonna go for a second sorry. <laughs> no, no, you no, said to me a bunch of episodes ago you said you said me in general and i was like it fucking no. sucks
0: no, no, not that one. Run the other. Okay, okay. okay. I'll have to play. I'll play it for you before the end of the program, the one that we wrote okay yeah and i don't think that you like that one either to be perfectly honest with you i don't so
2: so who's the who's this gentleman in the in the revolution radio canadian
0: as fuck uh my (laughs) name is craig g uh one of the hosts here of this pokey little podcast that we do each and every monday night 10 p.m eastern standard time beside me dimitri alexiu as well as derek lewis uh the usual crew is here now Tonight, we have a guest that I got to be honest, I've wanted to reach out to for a long time. Sometimes, you know, when you do these shows, you get a little shy and you're like, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he'll say yes. Maybe he'll say no. But, you know, Dimitri was actually the person that said, Craig, if you don't reach out, you'll never know. And it turns out I reached out and he is here. Chris Tate of Chalk Circle is in the building. Everyone, welcome to uh, to Chris. So honestly, Chris, thanks so much for doing this, my friend. We really appreciate uh, your pleasure. time tonight. My pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Dimitri, take it away.
2: Uh, Canadian as fuck, would like to begin by acknowledging the Indigenous peoples of all the lands that we're on today. While we meet tonight on a virtual platform, we would like to take a moment to acknowledge the importance of the lands we call home. And we do this to reaffirm our commitment and responsibility in improving relationships between nations, to improving our own understanding of local Indigenous peoples and cultures, and to try to move forward in a spirit of reconciliation and collaboration
0: dimitri thank you my friend as always we greatly appreciate you doing that at the beginning of each show this is canadian af again Thank you for joining us. People are starting to roll in here. Now I'm starting to see numbers uh, appearing. Uh, numbers are starting to go up on Twitch, which is great. You can check us out. Twitch.tv forward slash revolution radio Canada. That's where you're going to be able to uh, chat with us. And you can chat with Chris live. All you Ask have to a do is sign up for Twitch. It's super easy. It literally takes 90 seconds. It's absolutely free. They don't spam you with any junk. And at the end of the day, you can talk to everyone that we uh, that we interview here on this on this program as i say so chris um if you don't mind okay i have a question for you where is the bulk of the band form because there's kind of uh, on the interwebs there's kind of a mm, it's sort of a, uh one says, say, you know, one says Bowmanville, one says Newcastle. Um, I'm wondering if you can kind of put that to bed for
3: us. Where was essentially oh, the band yeah, really? Not from? a lot of controversy. Like I, <laughs> I, I I grew up, I grew up with uh, Brad um, in Newcastle. We went to Clark High School in Newcastle. Uh, Brad, a couple of years older, uh, but we sort of connected through music. And then we needed a drummer, and um, the drummer. Happened to live in Bowmanville. That was Derek. Uh, so okay. that all happened in high school. So I like to think of us as a Durham region band. That was when nice. there was a Durham region. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: getting your start in, in those days, was it tough to get gigs? Uh, well, well, how old were not you guys re- really not when, really. you got, when you got, yeah. if you don't mind me, how old were yeah. you guys when you got like
3: really going? Well, we we were recording when I was in high school. Um, my last year of high school, um, we did a uh, a five song EP in Oshawa Quest Recording Studio. So I was like seventeen or eighteen, mm. and um, that cassette, I believe, we had sent to someone on. CFNY at the time, like we were already sort of starting to hear indie music coming out of Toronto. So, apart from doing the odd, like we would do, you know, like n- no, no exaggeration, like we'd play on a tra- trailer at a corn roast out there, like that. Those were the gigs you could get. There wasn't really a gig, or you would, you know, we played. We opened a Fragato at our high school. That would be oh, wow. the gig you could get. Fantastic, yeah. So cool. the only other way to get gigs is to leave and go to Toronto. So that's what we did. Right. We we used to play the Beverly Tavern, uh, and you'd do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and I think I was still in school at the time. So
2: was the Beverly I, Tavern yeah. still known for punk at that time?
3: It was sort of everything. It it was um, yeah everything like punk and post-punk and funk there was a, whole, a real funk scene this band called the rent boys or a bunch of the rent boys kind of kind of funk punk uh, this kind of funk punk kind of mashup and uh but then there were bands like sturm group who were really kind of angular and dancey and um and everything in between it was it was really exciting time but we were outsiders we we were we had to you know we were we were on tour, you know, just to play a gig. We had to drive an hour. So yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah of course, because that's what it would have been in those in
0: in those days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. when 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 all that got going, would you be able to kind of hazard as as to a year of when a lot of that started started happening? Like essentially your last year of high school.
3: Yeah. Um, we. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. If Brad was here, he would nail the timeline. I'm not great at this stuff, but. It was basically in high school, we were writing songs. And like I said, we did that five-song cassette. We did a, a couple of other sort of singles recordings um, before we ended up recording our EP at in uh, in Oshawa at Quest Studios. But that, I remember, you know, like I mentioned, the, the Bev, like I would, we would play Thursday night. I would drive back to Newcastle, go to school Friday, Get in the van and go back to and play the bev on on Friday and then do the same thing on the weekend. So, um, yeah, would would have been like seventeen, you know, seventeen or eighteen. We were we were really young. Like I was twenty, I think, when our first record came out.
2: When the Great Lake came out.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All so, right. So everything before that was, you know, yeah. at
2: the time. At the time, could you really get a sense of what was bubbling up on Queen Street?
3: Yeah, like um I, I did a co-op education course at Quest Studios in Oshawa and one of the bands that came in. Uh, this is Jeff, by the way. Hi Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That one was of the perfect. One of the bands that came was a band called Breeding Ground. Of course. And yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. they recorded their I believe it was the reunion single. And that was when I met those guys. And we used to we used to, you know, we loved going to see them at the Rivoli. They had a light show and and they were great bands so there was we were introduced to a lot of bands you know back then um it was a really vibrant scene a real sense of community
0: that's you know Uh, because if you don't mind i was actually going to touch on that and i appreciate you dimitri Mm. essentially dropping the ball and now letting us run with it so around the early 80s there was a Mm -hmm. massive explosion now we spoke to a good friend of ours uh by the name of johnny Dovercourt, and johnny basically is you know all about you know we've got to get music got to get back to live music get um you know he's got this wonderful um essay that he wrote called reimagining music venues and uh he also has a book called the uh, any night of the week which is essentially there it is thank you dimitri uh and basically it's just it chronicles from 59 to the 2000 the toronto club scene and yeah. he just does a wonderful focus on a lot of the stuff so around the right. uh, the mid 80s especially in around CFNY. Yeah, um, we had a huge explosion of all sorts of stuff. You guys were in that. You had, uh, God, Martha and the Muffins, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Blue Peter, Spoons. Uh, we spoke to Gore Depp, actually, just this past year. Um, yeah. You know, just like there's so, so, so many bands. Like, I was wondering if you might be able to, Sort of regale us with a couple of maybe stories from like those days, like getting getting your start in in that kind of scene, because it must have been a trip for you guys. I think the spoons had been around since like late seventies or early eighties. So at that point in time, you know, by the time the great lake comes out in eighty six, it's like, you know, that that the scene must have been hopping.
3: Yeah, we were almost like a generation after those bands. So like, you know, the spoons and, um, or at least five or. 5 or 8 years or something uh, for example like we we used to open for Blue Peter all the time they they were really taught us a lot about live performance and how to put on a show um we ended up their lighting tech ended up becoming our first manager their guitar player produced our first two records Jason who was their keyboard player has been playing keyboards with us now for about 15 years yeah, yeah. um so we're like Brothers, you know, and um, and in fact Rob Sandalovich, who was their their front of house technician, he's the guy who loaned us twenty five hundred bucks to make our EP. Like so, th- so Blue Peter were you know we were really tight with them and and really looked up to them um, and learned a lot from those guys. And then uh, but then there were all the other bands like Martha and the Muffins and um, the Spoons. Like we didn't really know those guys. They were they came before us. So the bands that we would have been playing with in the clubs would have been like I said, Breeding Ground and Vital Signs, Letranger, which Le turned Tranger. into Andrew Cash, um yeah. the Sky Diggers, Andy and John, you know, um um Charlie, uh, yeah Charlie yeah Charlie and um was in uh Charlie was in was he in the Sky Diggers? No he was in um Grievous Angels. That's right. Yeah. Uh yeah. And then there was I'm just trying to think about it. As I mentioned Sturm Group, um, Woods are full of cuckoos. Um I could just like keep reading like there was the Leslie
0: Leslie Spitt Trio around that. Leslie Spitt
3: as well? Trio was in the yeah. uh, that time, right? Um yeah. so that those were sort of our contemporaries in the clubs. Right. And, and everyone was just, we were all making records on our own. It was all independent. Like all of those bands I mentioned had their own, their old albums. They didn't have deals or if they did, it was with a tiny little indie label. Yeah. Um. And they, they, you know, they ended up sort of financing the album themselves, which, which we had, we actually did with our EP. We, we recorded it ourselves. It was, it wasn't until we finally played it for uh, Duke street when they went, okay, fine. we we'll, well, let's do this, and and we ended up they ended up paying for the mix at Manta. But um, yeah, the, it was sort of like that's what you did. You just made, you know, you 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 made art and you and you documented it. It was there was a, a fantastic indie scene going on. So,
2: so Duke Street yeah. was kind of a Duke Street was kind of like a really cool label in the eighties and early nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. One of the reasons we were excited about signing with them was their roster was. You know Jane Sibri and Manteca and Hugh Marsh and yeah, I'm I mean uh um, uh, gosh jazz Je- jazz Art Bergman was on, yep. was on, Scott Merritt that we the, we were fans of much of the 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 roster so we we were pretty excited about signing. Uh, to the label had we known how bad the deal was we may not have signed with it. but But, you know it would have been a crap deal if it was with someone else anyways
0: the song of so many artists of the past yeah exactly it's It's just sort of a rite of passage you have to sign a shitty record deal anyway yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'm wondering if we might be able to talk about some of your influences because one of the things that i've always found about chalk circle is the wonderful thing about you guys is you never sounded like anyone
3: else Um, oh that's 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 the the highest compliment you want
0: yeah you know honestly you you guys just i've i honestly i've been a fan ever since we'll we'll talk about the the 1990 gig at maple leaf gardens in just a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. here um for me it's just legendary and um so your some of your influences just wondering if you might be able to talk about some Uh, both guitar and and voice
3: So right away, guitar, like music in in general, and specifically guitar was, like in grade six, was um, being suddenly exposed to Led Zeppelin and Rush and Mm -hmm. and Max Webster and all of this sort of like, you know, rock god, uh, Aerosmith and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into sort of post-punk music in high school when I met Brad and his older brother Danny was like buying all these cr- great import records from the UK, mm-hmm. and then um, a, a band that I was hugely influenced by at for a couple of years. They were like I felt like they were my band. You know, you could sort of discover this cool band that no one knew about. It was the band called the Skids, this Scottish band, and I really loved the guitar player. And the guitar player would go on to form Big Country. Oh, that uh, yeah. that big big wide sort of guitar parts you know and so you can hear it on our ep there's lots of this downstroke thing but but then we also were huge fans of the ramones and stiff little fingers and this sort of like punk rock stuff so that was all mixed in there um and then that turn then that kind of evolved again. Then all of a sudden bands like Echo and the Bunnymen and Simple Minds and and yeah. all, all that kind of stuff came out. There was a band from Australia, I think they were from Australia called Nine Nine Nine. I remember we used to cover one of their tunes, a song they had mm-hmm. called Homicide. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. Yeah. So all of you know, that, that it was all of that new sort of rock that was coming out of the UK and for the most part um out of the US as well but primarily the UK that we were all kind of crazy about um and it's it's funny you know when we grew up you could only get your music either from a friend or a record store or a you know it was like your music and your parents music you know it's yeah. not like it is now yeah. um so that's how it started and then as i got older i started to fall in love with songwriters i i did a huge David Bowie dive. I sort of discovered him later, like maybe like 19 ish. And I just kind of, and I can hear him on some records where I'm like, "Mm, I'm kind of trying to do a Bowie (laughs) thing. And, you know, and then songwriters like Elvis Costello and, and, you know, more singer songwriters started to influence me again. So, um, Yeah, it was. It's sort of. It's continual. It's continues to evolve, right? It's amazing to
0: hear this too. Like for me, this is just insanely. Come, it's some. It comes full circle for me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm just so excited by this whole thing. So I'm kind of stumbling over my words here. When I would play your music on CFNY Mm -hmm. on a Sunday night at Whiskey Saigon or at the Velvet Underground, your music just seamlessly would fit into all of these bands that you talked about, one set that I used to, to uh, love doing was um, I would mix the end of arias and symphonies, and then I would get the very post of your digga 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 of right. April Fool, yeah. and I would beat match the two of them together, and then on the back end of that, I would end up playing something like, you know, The Cutter by Echo and the Bunnyman. and yeah. it's just, and it's like all of these bands that you're talking about, you guys all just beautifully mesh together, And I think that's just why I... I've always loved Chalk Circle so much, and why I'm so proud of it. It's just, it's like you guys are just fuck. You're fucking awesome. Anyway, that's all I can oh, say. You. I've always just loved your. I band. think you're awesome too, Craig. Thank <laughs> you. <I> br- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thank you, Craig. So, so I, i honestly, I've actually got. I'm going to show you at the end of this. I actually have okay. Chris Tate. I've got a huge list of people for to interview for Canadian AF. Chris Tate is actually on that list, so I'm going to be able to erase it after this yeah. interview, which I've already done. Yeah, wicked. So
2: actually, Eclecticus just. Um our friends in Eclecticus just chimed in saying, great band influences, big fan of Chalk Circle. Circle. Yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, so, can, I just noticed that. That's great. Yeah. I'm sure Derek is going to have a bazillion questions here, too. So I just want to ask you, uh,
3: how did you get the Rush gig? Um, no idea. Someone uh, must have asked them. If really? We could open yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. It was... It was all management and or label or something. Okay, um, uh, we were doing pretty well in Canada, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's um, I, I can tell you, I was, yeah, I was completely and utterly blown away when I knew we were going to be doing that show. I mean. You know, I had just had that moment every night we were on stage was like, I was sitting in my bedroom yesterday trying to learn (laughs) the guitar solo for In the Mood. And now we're touring with them, you know? So that was, yeah, that was surreal. That was amazing. Really, really, um, really fantastic experience. Was was that the
2: Presto Tour? Yeah,
3: 1990 Maple Leaf Gardens yeah something like yeah. that you, so that you I don't know i
0: I know <laughs> it, was 19, it was 1990 Maple belief Gardens yeah and I remember you guys got a massive ovation at the end of your set and everyone just loved you
3: so we did okay i i we did really well in Montreal as well at the forum which was a, which was a lot of fun we had bowser Bowser and blue come on stage. Ricky, uh Ricky blue who who was the I don't know if you remember that duo. Comedy, yes, duo, but yes, Ricky was a great harp player. He came on stage and joined us at one point. We knew those guys anyway. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, it, it almost seemed like really chalk circle opening for Rush, but uh, I uh, their fans were were very kind to us, so uh, yeah, yeah no,
0: totally. It you yeah. guys meshed perfectly, it was great. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: well, and well, how now I've heard some bands. Well, I've read, I've read some, I've read some uh stuff by around from the pixies about like Mm -hmm. some negative influences, some negative things about opening up for a huge band. Yeah, Like, did you have any neg, was there any, was there anything like really hard about opening up for like this massive arena show for like a, for a huge band?
3: Um, well for us, it was such a surreal experience. Like we'd never played on stages that big before even, you know? So, um, I we got very lucky, um, I think. Um, I never never really had bad experiences. We had a couple of one offs where you're they're opening the doors and you are literally throwing your gear on stage as people are running at you, right? Like there's no sound check, there's nothing. <laughs> so, uh, and I know that does happen, um, but but for the the rush tour like we were treated so well it's ridiculous we always got a sound check yes there's a black scrim and you're shoved to the front of the stage but of course of course you are you know it's it's their show and they can't sort of have their entire set you know sitting there like there has to be some sort of surprise yeah. for the the people who are coming to see them so that was never an issue and i mean at one point getty and brad were talking about basses, and getty offered to restring one of his basses left-handed so brad could try it out they they uh, they loaned us their their wireless gear for a show and they saw that we were all plugged into our you know guitar cords on these and plugged into these amps that was a disaster by the way that's a funny story anyway they were amazing you know we toured with crowded house it was the same thing they couldn't have been more generous with their you know w- you know allowing us sound checks and 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 being very nice to us so we got really lucky uh, i think you know we just had some really good good bands to tour with so yeah.
2: awesome nice. now you mentioned the you mentioned that you got into songwriters like like at, like around like when you were 1920 and and uh, mm-hmm. one thing like I've I've noticed because I w- I was listening to I I threw on a bunch of your music like this week, mm-hmm. um, you you never shied away from political and social statements, in, in chalk like in chalk circle, and I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if that was like an like an influence that you had from modern songwriting at the time.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of uh, pol- you know songs that had political or social commentary as part of the lyric or um and it was a pretty you know you know i i'm just thinking of the cold war it, it was a this pretty oppressive yeah. sort of yeah um so i don't know that we were setting i don't think i set out to write any or, you know felt an obligation to write anything it was just sort of how we were all feeling um, and my girlfriend at the time, who had become my wife, she worked for environment canada um and so a lot she actually influenced some of the material with some of the work she was doing to help save the environment in the eighties right so it was just um yeah, it was just sort of what we were all living um there are a couple of love songs too, so
2: oh of course but um <laughs> but but I remember um I remember Sons and Daughters, that yeah. that was um, how much of that was was influenced by? Was it completely influenced by the free trade debate? Yes, 1988. Yeah, yeah. Like and that's and that's uniquely Canadian perspective.
3: Yeah, I, well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <I> was Canadian, <laughs> so <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, that was funny. I I can't remember what it, the cart. If if I'm putting the cart before the horse, but. There was something called the ABC, which is anything but conservative uh, in terms of voting federally because nobody wanted free trade. And there was, uh, I sort of knew a bunch of people who were involved in that and there was a a fundraiser for it. And I can't remember if I wrote the song because I was asked to play at that or if it just happened and i happen to have the song i can't remember but anyway the first time it was played was actually at the rivoli at, at that an event um sort of sponsored by by that movement and um yeah just you know it's it was funny it's it, it's funny to perform it now it's like mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> because i'm thinking like <laughs> it's thinking fine. like nothing happened <laughs> i know like <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, it's free, the free dream. Maybe yeah. you stopped it. Maybe yeah, you stopped ba- right. it. Right.
2: No, like, I don't think so. Well, no, we got the, we, no, they, the... Brian Mulroney won that election and we got the free trade agreement.
3: Yeah, you know, and that's, you <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, I think it was probably a good thing, so, but um, yeah. but, uh, but, yeah, you know, you're you're young and you're idealistic and I certainly... You know, it was a very very Canadian thing, you know. It was. It's like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a free trade agreement with the behemoth south of the border. We're going to lose everything. We can't yeah. possibly get a good deal. They're going to, you know, we're losing our cultural industries. They're going to take all of our trees. They're going to, you know, they're going to take all the water out of the Great Lakes. Like, it was a very Canadian, you know... Um, I think reaction in some ways we, we, you know we, we've always as a nation had a bit of an inferiority complex. And but,
2: I think that yeah. that like I don't know if like if like looking back if all the panic and fury fear from 1988 if that was like if that fed into this sort of like nationalistic attitude that maybe that that instance that emotion like sort of made us more Canadian at the time. Or was like uh, one of that I, nation, I don't, nation I building think, things?
3: Yeah, absolutely. All of our, our all of our collective history is going to contribute, I, I suppose. And and yeah, I, I I people were certainly talking about it. Um, and you know, I I find you know compared to a lot of other places in in the world, in politics is sort of like. Eh you know the yeah. the biggest news you know in the paper sometimes is like the the prime minister's plane broke down you know like it's not sort of as as um or it hasn't been historically as as um i just just people are sort of have have traditionally not been had a lot of fervor you know where in politically um that's changing of course but back then there was something for us to rally around the idea of of losing what you know losing what is Canadian. Mm-hmm. So I suppose you you know you might be right.
0: We had just a, a bunch more people actually join us on Twitch. We are talking with the great Chris Tate of uh, Chalk Circle here tonight on Canadian AF. Uh, Derek. Derek, my friend. Yo, you've been quiet. Buddy. Hi. I'm sorry. I've been talking over I, you. Constantly. No, honestly, I, uh, I there's
1: sometimes where you, there's sometimes where you guys run the show, and and you and Dimitri have asked some great questions, and and I, so I got two. I got two questions. That's what I got, and an imitation of Gilbert Godfrey. Um, <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Uh, in two thousand and one, you released your solo album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, you got. You're uh, the so one I, who bought it.
3: i bought it i did
2: i Um, i bought a copy at the rivoli in 2006. no no least palace Palace. yeah 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 yeah.
1: oh nice Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) um i have my favorite song off that album i want to know what your favorite song off that album is
3: oh this oh gosh um i haven't i haven't looked at that in so long i'm gonna have to do you have the do you have the the song title i'm not kidding (laughs)
1: so easy okay i'm in yeah satellite back again the most important thing willis tears of joy the lost i found cracked up to be why should i love you
3: hmm i yeah i have favorites for different reasons um i really love cracked up to be um just i love that song i loved playing that song i loved it Mm-hmm. Musically, I got to write a vibes part for that, and and hire this incredible musician to play vibes and and do do a vibe solo on a rock rock song. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and um, satellite. I really that was uh, that was a song that I I thought was was pretty strong. I kind of like that as well. I think,
1: yeah, yeah. Satellite's a great jam. Yeah. Thank great you. Great jam. Thanks I very like. Much. Mine is, you're welcome. Yeah. Mine is most important thing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And the reason for yeah, that yeah. is the string arrangement on that is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, isn't that killer? Yeah. Uh, that, that is so good.
3: That was so rewarding to to make. Um, I've never been in a situation where I could just call up. you know, hey, uh, do you want to do some string arrangements for me or do you want to play trumpet on this or you know, just call friends up and and um, yeah. Not have to ask anyone or there was, you know, there's no committee. So it was, it was yeah. great. I just, it, I I could be as indulgent as I wanted. Self-indulgent as I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And why
1: not? But that's you know, your solo out.
0: record, right? Absolutely. You're allowed yeah,
1: to Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of license. fun, a lot of fun making it. And my second question <laughs> is back in the eighties, you were quoted as to saying Uh-oh. that we just played Regina last <laughs> night. Yeah. And Regina fucking sucks compared to Saskatoon. Where did I say that? Did I say <laughs> that
3: in Sask? I said that in Saskatoon. That in
1: Saskatoon. Yes. Okay. Yes. I know how to work. Uh, my question I know is, how to
3: get a crowd going. That's rock Does and roll. That- I said the same true? thing in Edmonton about Calgary. <laughs> Calgary? <laughs> and I said th- I well, said the same thing to. in Calgary about Edmonton, by the way. It works Uh-oh. every time. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, what was the question? <laughs>
2: Pit the country against it. each other. Gonna, okay, I was
1: just I, was, I just <laughs> wanted to pull that up because yeah, yeah, it yeah. was it was it was literally the best quote I found on the internet this week. That's so and really, that's that's a, I'm that's a direct that quote. On air. Here. That is a direct quote. Somebody actually put that on the internet. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. And
0: I got to be honest with you, Chris. That's yeah. a massive compliment because Derek finds the best shit on the internet. So <laughs> if you were the one of the week, that's a huge, huge compliment. That's awesome. Um, so speaking of musicians and working with some great musicians, a dear friend to this radio station in this program, yeah. uh, his name is uh, Angus James. His last name happens to be Barlow and brian barlow his father also known i think as brian leonard uh you were just talking about
3: like the vibes
0: on mending wall
3: and yeah
0: so that's just he also played on
3: that song i was talking about that's him playing that oh that's him playing on yeah that's him he blew you got to hear that solo oh wow brian is just a
0: a super sweet guy we had him on this program
3: yeah
0: yeah oh he's such a oh he's a monster player yeah Yeah. so um one of the other places that I met you, actually, so here's another story, quick story. One of the places yeah. I didn't meet you, I met you at Steve's Music downtown. Okay. So I used to work at Queen at, at the Steve's Music on Queen Street years mm-hmm. ago, and I found out that an old friend of mine that I worked with at the time, his name's Johnny Kelly, he worked in the drum shop with me. We're both okay. big Chalk Circle fans, right? So anyway, we're just kind of talking about Chalk Circle, and you know, this is my favorite song. I love this one blah anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, a month goes by or something like that. And then all of a sudden, John gives me a tap on the shoulder and he's like, Craig, what? And I'm like, what, what? And I turn around and there's a fellow that looked a lot like you in the drum shop. Right. And he puts, he gets a piece of paper and he writes, Chris, question mark, chalk circle, question mark. And I was like, I got to talk to him. And then so I went up to you and I was like, excuse me, are you Chris Tate by any chance? And you were like yes I am <laughs> yeah. kind of like who wants to know kind of thing and then anyway you were super sweet and okay thank god uh, yeah I, you I, were can, really nice. I can be an asshole you no. were really you were really nice and 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 you it's like one of those whole things like you know you yeah, don't meet yeah. your heroes meeting you was was awesome so thumbs oh, wow. up um you at the time um there is a fellow by the name of Chris Sion who is Chris uh, Sheehan how do you pronounce it thank you yeah yeah, yeah. i met chris some years ago at an actor conference he was on the panel at a commercial jingles workshop or something like that so you after the the big chalk circle thing kind of wrapped up for a little while did you start doing film is that your your main gig Uh,
3: no i i um well chalk circle wrapped up and I, i and i was in another band called big faith but then I started a commercial production, audio production company uh, called oh, okay. Tantrum. So we were writing music for commercials mostly and doing some some TV work as well. And then eventually I moved to a company called Pirate um, Radio and Television at the time. Uh, the company was originally founded, was called Pirate Radio, and doing the same thing. So that's sort of how uh, I made... Uh, you know, uh, my living all, all of these years has been doing uh, music for commercials and for animated series. And uh, we just mm-hmm. finished up one last year for a uh, uh, kid's show on PBS called uh, Rosie's Rules. Right, so got to write the theme for that. Oh,
1: yeah. Was, yeah. You wrote was that, the theme song for Rosie Rules? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> just,
1: okay. Was that it, studio? I'm,
0: was that sorry? Story. Was that okay.
3: studio down on Eastern? It was um, it was on King. On uh, King and hmm. Sherbourne area, yeah, okay. Okay, because okay, the, the building that was it was called the Ontario. De- sorry, this is Jeff. Nice, hi, yeah. hey, Jeff. Is Jeff
2: is Jeff a mogwai or uh, we only see the bottom of him.
0: <laughs> oh, I think Jeff hit your microphone. Yeah, are you? Am I <laughs> there good? You go. You're good. Okay, there <laughs> you go. Oh,
2: there's Jeff. Okay, oh, hey,
3: Jeff. Say hi to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Say hi, Jeff. My yeah, sweetie. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's a little tired. He got his shots today.
1: Oh dear. Um I like I like finding out that like oh. th- 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 just different <laughs> bands and people I know have done um have done like yeah. uh like uh show jingles and stuff like that. Um like uh my buddy uh uh, uh Bob Sagarini. I don't know do you know Sagrini? Do you know Bob?
3: No, I don't. I know of him, of course, yeah. but yeah.
1: Yeah. So he wrote the um, <laughs> uh he wrote the 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 theme song for the Edison twins. Oh yeah! Oh great! And when great. I learned that, it just I it blew my fricking mind. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like I like knowing that people do children's shows. It's actually a big thrill for me.
2: Our uh, our friends in Eclecticus wanted to know where Chalk Circle got its name.
1: That
3: was uh, stolen from a Bertolt Brecht play called The Caucasian Chalk Circle. So we we got rid of the Caucasian bit, yeah, you know, and kept what? Chalk Circle. Did it you our, like? Our f-
2: did you like the play? Is that, like, why you chose that, or?
3: No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, of course, you know, learned more, much more about the playwright and the play and and, and everything after the fact. But um, we had a very good friend. It was my best friend in high school, actually, a guy named Stani Veselinovich, who was off the you know off the boat from germany and so he he introduced us to a lot of music actually as well and um and introduced me to bertolbrecht and he it was his suggestion we were sort of we had we had a couple of other names before that were pretty bad so do yeah. you remember and any they, of them he like, the very first name i loved and i wish we kept it in some ways we were called the reactors which is like Darlington nuclear reaction station was being built and stuff. Right. So it was like pretty close to you guys. Yeah. But it was also, you know, kind of Ramonesy, the Ramones, the, this, you know, and then we were new addition, which was horrible. (laughs) Just horrible. I have no idea who I hope to God. I didn't think of that, but we were that name for five minutes and then we were chalk circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so listen, we've been chatting with you now for o- over almost
3: 45 minutes and
0: I could oh, literally probably... talk to you for another 2 hours easily. Um I tend to go
3: on, I apologize.
0: No, no, actually it's great and we <laughs> so, so do we. we. Exactly. So I yeah. just want to make sure we're not, you know, taking up too much of your time or anything. So no, but again, good. we just really appreciate you you joining us tonight. So Next, what I'd really – oh, Chris, do you still – Retro Mix Toronto, Chris, do you still see Tim Welsh?
3: The beautifully, incredibly talented uh, Tim Welsh, yes. I don't see Timmy enough, but we played together uh, last year. He was playing with uh, Rough Trade, and, uh, yeah, it was great to see. I hadn't seen him for a while. So, yeah, he's a beautiful man, beautiful man. I'm hoping we get to play some golf this year.
0: He's a great guy, and yeah. Um, yeah, he used to work when I was at uh, Club 102 in the Phoenix. Uh, he was yeah. one of the light jocks that, that did that he's, for a he's while. He snuck me and into a few
3: shows at like, the Phoenix, so I... No. Yeah,
0: definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And um, yeah. also, he was... I think he was National Velvet, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yep, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, I thought he would had that gig for a while. He
1: also writes for he also writes for television as well. Oh
3: yeah, he's been doing he's doing really well. He's 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 very <clears> busy <throat> and he's doing a lot of a lot of TV works. So. That's because he's super talented. Crazy talented guy. guy. Yeah. DJ and,
0: Thomas Hall is in the chat, and hello, Thomas. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, now, what we'd like to ask you, Chris, is live gigs. Anything coming up?
3: We have nothing booked. So I jokingly, I've joked, I'm not kidding. I've joked about this for years and maybe it's it's going to happen. It was like, you know, after we do a show, it's like, well, that's it guys. You know, that might be our last uh, show. We, we have been playing sporadically for 10 years and it's like, we'll play a show and then we'll just sort of sit around and all of a sudden, Oh, well, Maybe we're not going to, and then the phone will ring, and all of a sudden we're doing four or five shows. So, yeah, so right Chris, now we have nothing booked. You know?
2: But, Chris, so, yeah. you said Chalk Circle posted on Facebook at the end of the year. Hope yeah. to see you in 2024.
3: Absolutely.
0: We yes, would love like to that. see people. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think this is actually okay. So, if this anyone's is... listening who wants to book us, okay. uh, Honestly, this is something. I think this is something we're going to talk about, actually, because Revolution Radio. We're starting to. uh, We're starting to. You know, people are starting to notice this, which is great. And one of the things that I want to do is, I would love to bring back that whole much music intimate and interactive kind of thing do you know what I mean remember those yeah, back in the yeah. day just have sit down have a quick chat with Chalk Circle for 15-20 minutes and then you guys just jump on stage and kick our asses
3: so that'd be, that'd be a, a, a riot we'd love that we did this really great gig we did it a couple of times this year actually um, and it's it's a small room and it's acoustic so we we rearranged all our songs acoustically and it's more of it's very intimate and it's more of like an a um play a song and chat kind of thing. And, and lots of, lots of talking, you know, between uh, ourselves and, and the audience. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We we also played the, the horseshoe and that was more of like just to turn up the amps and have, you know, and rock out, which was a great gig as well, but very different. Yeah. We're up for anything. So.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? Uh, we're gonna chat with uh, with you and Brad. So that sounds great. Awesome. Amazing. And
1: it's and it's and it's living in the internet for for infamy now. So we have we to do, do it. absolutely. <laughs> we I,
0: to. Honestly, that's one of the things I wanted to start doing in in twenty twenty four. And, this, and you know, I'll be straight up honest with you. Chalk Circle was literally at the top of my list for for those those shows. Of I course, we can't you. call. Yeah. Well, this is you see. This is the thing. Maybe Chris could help us out with this. It, what would you name a show like that? Obviously, we can't do intimate and interactive because obviously it's been done already, right? Yeah, but like, um, you know, what do you guys, what does everybody think? Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're
2: brainstorming now? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> right. Listen,
0: who who better to brainstorm with than Chris Tate from Chalk Ooh. Circle, right? It's true.
3: Uh, I have no idea. I'm I'm blank.
0: Okay, you know what? I'll yeah, bug yeah. you on, uh, Chris, I'll bug you on Instagram. Yeah. and uh, New maybe edition.
3: In a, maybe in a week ago. <laughs> new edition (laughs) new edition yeah (laughs) yeah please stop saying that (laughs) It's, it's so embarrassing i that's can't believe you guys were gonna name. call
0: yourselves that oh my god they, and they right.
2: actually did for five minutes
3: <laughs> yeah we put it on a poster and then we saw the poster after we put it up and we're like that's no, never happening again
0: oh that's amazing yeah. god, i could just see, see the four yeah. of you just like yeah.
3: like pasting it like
0: on a wall yeah. going oh no no,
1: no. that's terrible. bobby
0: brown
2: showing up all
0: mad yeah. right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um,
1: weighing a whole 98 pounds going i'll fight
0: you that's yeah. right uh chris Brother, thank you so much. This has just been amazing and My pleasure. Um seriously, I I we can't wait to uh, to chat with you again. And seriously, we'd honestly love to do one of those shows. So everybody out there, keep bugging me. I will make it happen. It's one of the things that we want to do. Essentially do a live to air with uh, with Chalk Circle. So uh, again, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate uh, greatly appreciate your time, Chris. Thank you. My pleasure. It's been a blast.
3: Yeah, Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming.
0: Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do is, uh, well, I think we should probably take you back to uh, live. Little record that you've probably uh, probably heard before. Um, so this is actually all right. I wanted to. I was saying it was going to do me, myself, and I. But I think there's just a lot of people here that right now we got a bunch of people. And the other thing too that's great with Twitch. Sorry, I know I'm rambling here, but the thing with Twitch is that I can see people that aren't signed up to uh, to Twitch. Right? They kind of mm-hmm. they're called lurkers. Um, we have almost seventy five right now that's creepy so yeah. we've got a lot of people right now watching this so this is fantastic so what i'm going to do that's is great. i'm going to get derek and dimitri to throw CFNY style to a sh- to a song that's called this morning by a band called chalk Circle. oh god Can you do that i love for this me?
2: song <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much chris tate for joining us and uh karen mc123 uh i guess you are a lurker
0: Although no, no, you are showing no, no. up, in the no, you're chat. signed. You're signed up, Karen. You're you're good, my friend.
2: Uh, but yeah, she just says hi. She just says hi, Chris. Hi, Karen. And then, um, so uh, yeah, Revolution Radio, Canadian as fuck. Uh, thank you very much, Chris Tate, for joining us. This is this morning on Canadian as fuck. Thank you, Chris. You're awesome. Well
3: Thanks, guys.
0: We literally just interviewed right. one of my, no joke, I like I don't want to freak the guy out, <laughs> freak the poor guy out, right, like this. Holy shit, I got interviewed by this guy, Craig, last night, and he was fanboying all over me. Honestly, that guy is one of my musical fucking heroes. No joke, love him. Chris Tate, thank you, thank you, thank you so much
1: for- uh, Do you need another shower? Do you need to put deodorant I, on? You no, okay? no, I'm fresh as a daisy.